Hey everyone and welcome back to the Ben and Jamisa Plus Amin podcast. Today's episode, Protecting the Crown. But first, Elevation Beats. Today, we are talking about protecting the crown. We need some good music with that. Do you want me and Amin to improv some right now? No. Cats and boots. Boots and cats. Oh my God. <laughs> so, and we're done. The Crown Act. Amin, are you familiar with the Crown Act? Yes. You want to tell us a bit about it? It's an it's a, an act that states that you can't discriminate on the basis of hairstyle, correct? Maybe. Mm-hmm. All right, there we go. You want to know who passed it and what it's kind of meant to protect? Who did? Who passed it? I want to say it's Barbara Lee in California, but Let I could be way off. You probably are. So it started in California, and it's really meant to protect um, black people wearing their hair in natural hairstyles. Mm-hmm. To which Texas this week said, "Fuck no." <laughs> and then put a, a ad in the paper. Mm-hmm. So for those of you who are unaware of this story, there is a young student who's been suspended for probably close to a year now, mm-hmm. if not longer, because he wears locks. And his school said, you cannot wear these, and so it's worth interrupting your education and kicking you out of school for wearing them. And now the school's being sued under the Crown Act. As they should. Because Texas has made it illegal to discriminate in such ways, but is doing it anyway. Because it's Texas. Do you want the rest of my commentary each time you say something? I don't know. I'm kind of used to it at this point in my life. <laughs> and so the superintendent took out a one-page ad to say, to be American is to conform. And what he means is, become whiter, please. Mm-hmm. Make white people comfortable. You don't want to be uncomfortable with this young man with his locks. This poor superintendent has to look at this young man wearing his hair naturally. Do you know how upsetting that must be for that white male, Jamisa? It's not, I, I mean, good Lord, it's not cut low. It's actually in locks that hangs down. is doing everything he can to conform. Like he has it pulled back, tied down. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Bonnie Watson Coleman, uh, Democrat for New Jersey, first introduced it March 19th, 2021. With Barbara Lee from California, right? Um, maybe. Imagine that. A black person just sharing half the story. <laughs> you can't say that shit. You can't. Anyways, go keep continue. Typical. Um, so, I mean, what are your thoughts on that? I don't know why they care. Because let's say he doesn't wear it in dreads. Okay. It still doesn't look like white people here. Um, first of all, I mean, I'm going to edit your white person comments. Locks, not dreads. Oh, okay. I didn't read the full story. <laughs> I think it's just like what the term is now. That people use the locks instead of dreads. Okay. That's all. Yeah. Jamisa, you want to help people understand the difference with a little education? Yeah, that would help me. 
between the difference between different types. I mean, there's so many Micro different. Micro locks? I was going to say, locks. do you want to know about all the different types of locks? That might be excessive. I could probably do my own research, not yeah. have to put Jamisa through that. Uh-uh. I know, the black explaining. <laughs> I'm not explaining. Whenever I have questions about black culture, I find a black person and put the responsibility on them to teach me. I will only tell you about my locks. Tell us about your locks. So I have micro locks. And I've had, um, <clears throat> as of G- December, mm-hmm. I had them for five years. And because of the Crown Act, I have not been legally allowed to ask Jamisa to cut them off. <laughs> Ridiculous. But I, what I think was so interesting is like how, like what is intimidating about locks? That he would go in and just see like what, and, and it's a question that, I mean, only him and other people that find it to be intimidating would be able to answer. Like, you see, and I'm going to be specific, like a black man wearing long locks, kept or unkept, if however you want to wear them. Um, like, what is the problem? But this is just what white people do, right? It's never going to be enough. Mm-hmm. So if it comes to protesting, they're like, hey, protest peacefully. So Colin Kaepernick gets on his knee and says, is this peaceful enough? Nope. Nope, I find that offensive too. And so it doesn't matter how black people try to contort themselves. It's, it's never, never going to be enough. Mm-mm. What's that song, Our Daughter? I think the song is Never Enough, isn't it? By Never, never. Is that a good rendition? From, it actually is, yeah. From The Showman. Hmm? So what is the implication? And I'm asking you, because maybe you'll be able to answer this for me. When you say you... White, I want you to. I'm going to generalize this for white people, and I want you to. So you're addressing Ben, Mm -hmm, the white man. Like, what have you learned from other people to be the implications of someone wearing dreads or locks? I think it's otherness. Mm -hmm. Like white people. But the difference between so. Did she not ask me a question? And I do, but then I want you said otherness, but now it makes me curious about like what would be the difference between locks and him wearing his hair in cornrows. Yeah, I don't think that would be allowed either. Hmm. Yeah, I think any type of braiding. Do you want to explain braiding to Amin? <laughs> no braiding, thank you very much. All right. So Amin, you come from a Middle Eastern cultural background, is that mm-hmm. accurate? Northern yep. African, Middle Eastern. Um, please correct me where I just blow this. That's fine. And so I've found that within Middle Eastern, Northern African culture, there's a lot of um, like head um, wearing mm-hmm. or headwear. Is that the right term? I don't know. Head coverings? As long as you're not calling us towel heads, I'll accept it. I haven't yet. <laughs> so there's a lot of head coverings, right? Mm-hmm. And I know in France and places like that, they won't allow people kind of from Northern Africa to wear certain bathing suits Mm -hmm. because they feel it covers the body too much. Yep. Are you serious? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. This is a big thing in France. So if they go to the beach and they're covered up, they can't be at the beach? They can't go in public swimming pools. They can't. Mm -hmm. And so to me, this is just an extension of all that. Yeah. Unless you're willing to cut your hair and make it look as white as possible, unless you're going to try and sound as white as possible, White people won't tolerate you mm-hmm. en masse. Whenever I say white people, so there's going to be some guy out there who's going to say, not all white people, and he's probably the white person I'm talking about. But for the sake of argument, when we say white people, what we mean is as a group. Mm-hmm. So, so they will take someone like a Tim Scott. 
I wondered how quickly you were going to. I mean, I think, as you said, it made me think about Tim Scott. Like, he has never, his hair has always been to his scalp. Like, mm-hmm. he doesn't wear his hair any type of, um, I guess, what would be considered an ethnic style. Like, and even a fade, you know, he just won't wear that. Well, tell us more about Tim Scott in the news this week, because I think you're probably the only person on this panel who can talk about it so directly. Um, he would be what the Texas superintendent would find to be acceptable. So if they said, well, you know, Mr. Superintendent, um, what would be a a style or a person that you would deem to have been acceptable that has conformed to American values? And he can pull up the picture of Tim Scott and say that Tim Scott is very much uh, um, a pick-me. He is a shucking job. He would be the person that we'd be telling the master they're trying to leave at 9 o'clock. You may want to explain some of those terms Do you want me to go back to pick so me? that white people in the audience pick me, I think, is used by both cultures quite a bit these days, but mm-hmm. just basically like, please take me. Mm-hmm. Shuck and Javin. Uncle Good. Chicken George. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> Would you like me to continue? Yeah, yeah. Let me stop. Um, just the one that is performative for a white person. And he followed Cat Williams' recipe this week right what do you mean he got engaged oh yeah yeah you have to give context to that let me finish this so <laughs> let's go we'll go to that so he is the person that that he will fit in and blend in tim scott in a very conservative white group and co-sign on racist and co-sign, beliefs, he's so. smiling it up and yes sir like oh you added the sir in there <laughs> Wow. I mean, are we about to get banned? Why? Where's the, where's the lies? <laughs> <laughs> so the, <laughs> Because I'm guessing at some point this podcast is going to be controlled by okay. white people and they're going to... I will gonna say this and I'll stop because you talked about, like I said, the person that will call, like will let the folks know. Mm-hmm. So there, so during slavery, obviously they would have, you know, times that they would run away and there would be one, it would be one person... In the group that would then go, they would be the pick me. One black person. Yeah, that would go and let the slave master know, hey, so-and-so, I think, are leaving on Saturday when the sun set. And in our friend group, that's Deb. So, no, no, no. And I see a mean face. It is it's a story that I think Deb would have to be here for us to share that story. Cause oh, is, she's listening. Oh, it's funny as hell. She, we were... Deb um, self-disclosed. That is her role. We, there was an evening that the four of... I think, let's, let's give it some context. So, Ben and I were home hanging out. I think I'd had several glasses of wine. Deb and a friend of ours, Kirby, came over. And we already knew by I the time... I think Joan was there, too. Mm, mm-mm. Mm. Uh, by the time they hit the door and knocked on the, um, rung the doorbell, or knocked on the door because our kids were asleep, they were trashed. Because our telescope, they're like looking through the, t- it's just ridiculous. Anyway, so they get there and I'm, I was telling Deb, I was like, I think you might need to stay over here. Like you can't drive home. I was like, but Kirby can. And she's like, you're all, and Kirby's white. She's like, you're always siding with Kirby. She's like, you, she's like, you know what? If we were a slave, I would be the one, uh, what she, she'd rat on me. She said she'd report when yeah. you were leaving. Mm-hmm. She let them know that at mm-hmm. eight thirty that I was leaving at nine. And you said she'd be the black person that you told you were leaving later than you were because you wouldn't trust her. <laughs> oh my goodness! So anyway, for our white audience, that's a little invitation, a little learning about things black people talk about when yes. they drank so much. Yeah. <laughs> 
So Kirby and Ben just sat there and watched um, Deb and I go back and forth with each other about who's going to tell on the slave, who's going to tell the slave master. All right. So anyways, what did you say about, oh, um, Cat Williams. Cat Williams. Okay. We never talked about Cat Williams on here, have we? I don't think so. I don't think so, no. So he did the whole special with Shannon Sharp? Shay Shay Lounge. Mm-hmm. Club Shay Shay. Yeah. And and brought all the receipts. He brought all the receipts. It's really it's a it's almost three hours. Did you watch it? I mean, I did not watch the whole thing. I saw clips though. Oh my god, it's freaking hilarious! It within the uh, interview, Cat Williams said that black men who hit a certain status, um, they all have. He said white. He said light skinned women, light skinned funny white looking women, women. funny looking women. <laughs> Funny looking faces, and they never, they never um, will sit for an interview. They never talk. And we were saying, I think Tim Scott got that. Who is this lady? And so the belief is, right, that he is pandering to become vice president. Can you see Donald Trump just really effing with him? Yeah, you know, let's vet him for B- VP. And he thinks he's going to get it. He's like, I changed my mind. It'd be Ted Cruz. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Which, to all the white people listening, would be like, well, why didn't the kid just cut his locks? Because it never would have been enough anyway. If Tim Scott had locks and cut him off for Donald Trump, Donald Trump would still find some other reason. Mm-hmm. Even if he becomes his VP, it's going to be so conditional. Oh, hell yeah. He's like, not, not even Mike anything. Pence was white enough to be Donald Trump's VP. Even he got backlash. And you can't get much whiter than Mike Pence. I mean, really? I mean, that dude definitely looks like flour is his favorite spice. <laughs> But yeah, the locks with the kid. Um, so Amin, is he at another Amin's school? looking a little confused here. Do we want to back up? Is there anything that needs clarification? No, I'm just terrified at the thought that Donald Trump would uh, take that route. And I feel like... What, Tim Scott? Yeah, and I feel like there's enough people now that wouldn't vote for Biden that that could help them. And then you I think got terrified. So? Unfortunately, yeah. Jamisa's not voting for Biden. Now you're doing the telling thing. <laughs> I mean, really. They leaving at seven. <laughs> Goodness. I don't, you know, someone was talking about that on. And I think you may. I think right now what you're just saying, right, just to be clear, because mm-hmm. people. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's January. Yeah. Hey, I don't know what's going to happen in November. I think you're just concerned about what Biden represents to you, which, mm-hmm. I think, to be fair, mm-hmm. you are too, right? Of I mean. course. Yep. But that's what I'm really nervous about is there's so many people that are on the fence that, you know, if Trump brings a, a black man as vice president and people don't know who Tim Scott is. But who, could, you don't think people don't know who Tim Scott, you think people don't know who Tim Scott is? I do. Really? I, I have not friends, but like people that I know that are just like, well, all these people are terrible. I'm going to go the economic route and they both don't care about minorities anyway. So why should I care? And at least he has a minority vice president. So whatever. It's all the same posture, posturing or whatever. Right, right. So I, I don't know. It's terrifying. I hope I'm wrong. But when I heard that, I was just like. Yeah, because no black person is going to be like, it's Tim Scott. I'm going to vote for Trump. Like, no. Nah. But even like the way Candace Owen has gained popularity recently. Like, she, Have you heard of Candace Owen's new podcast? Mm-mm. So she talks about like normal people stuff now. And she's becoming wildly popular, even with people who disagree with her political beliefs. Oh, God. Like, she just went super viral for her take on Ariana Grande and all this kind of stuff. And people are like, oh, I didn't know she was this funny. So, Candace Owens is another pick me. 
And mm-hmm. because prior to her becoming, I, I think, to the recognition that she had gained, she was very much about um, social justice. Yep. Um, because of her, I think she was discriminated against. Um, in high school. And where? In high school. Yeah. And so I think this was an economic way. It was a way for her to get, a, you know, gain notoriety. Um, and, yeah, I think she, at this point, it's like most like she's good, right? So she can kind of go back and try to get back to the middle. So from your perspective, Jamisa, you think this whole hairstyle thing is just white people being white, putting pressure on um, people of the global majority to conform. Mm-hmm. But if people of the global majority take that path of conformity conformity seeking whiteness to kind of be safe and protection the rugs are going to get pulled out under their feet anyway mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so it's this constant jeopardy of like hey we want you to conform and to perform and co-sign off on our racist beliefs and making them sound less racist and we'll be you're disposable when we're done with you You're right yeah so there is like so then why no matter how much internalized racism no matter mm-hmm. how much internalized sexism that you engage in, you're still going to be disposable. Mm-hmm. Yep, absolutely. So is this young man in school that he had to transfer to a different school? He's suspended. He's been like on out-of-school suspension for like a year now. Wow. The way I read it, was it on and off for the past mm-hmm. year? Yeah, so they keep giving him a chance to come back and he doesn't cut his hair. and they So they are waiting for him to cut his hair in order for him to come back to school? So, yeah. And these motherfuckers are going to talk wild. about... Like what distraction? We believe in educating our youth. No, you don't. Not at all. You believe in conformity, and so we could talk about the Native American experience mm-hmm. and the schools they sent Native Americans to in order to quote learn English and learn civilized ways. And those are not my words; those are mm-hmm. the words of these well, schools. It- and just the harm it did when they stripped these kids from their culture and mm-hmm. stripped these kids from their families. Mm-hmm. And we don't. As white people, we just don't learn our lessons. I think just the the notion, right, of like everyone that is not white is barbaric mm-hmm. in some sort of way. The worst part is they do all this shit and then they steal it, right? Right. Like, they'll be like, "You can't, you can't do this." Oh, also, we're going to wear our hair like that. Mm-hmm. You can't look like this. Also, we're going to spray tan now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like all this kind of stuff. It doesn't make any sense. No, because they're, I mean, I've seen white people with dreads and with locks. Mm -hmm. I mean, not locks, sorry, with braids and getting extensions in their hair, braided extensions in their hair. But worse than that, like, we're going to take it, profit from it, and then control how you use it. Exactly. So, like, if you look at hip hop and it's got this amazing message of resistance Mm -hmm. and disempowerment and just the results of that. And then these record producers took over and said, we need you to talk about shooting each other Mm -hmm. and money. And because that's what really sells. And so they started then controlling the message of hip hop. And I know it's a lot more complicated than that, but you just see this same yeah, theme over that, yeah. and over and over again. Yep. Like, I am just, I really am shocked about this young man. I think just the, in the audacity to put this in, in a newspaper and like there's no protest at the I school. I think we call that the caucasity. No, yeah. But yeah, caucasity has no end. Mm mm. It, is, it will never, ever be enough. So we have a school meeting coming up, right? In mm-hmm. about an hour. Mm-hmm. And when, just so like white people listening have a sense of this, we go into these meetings knowing that we're going to have to deal with white people shit. Mm-hmm. Like well, I've already thought like, what will be my response when I think what, they're ha- what we're having a conversation mm-hmm. about is going to occur. So our daughter 
is incredibly good at kind of navigating mainstream culture. And so people don't really ever have an issue Mm -hmm. with her and she gets moved to the front of the line and all that kind of business. Our son, on the other hand, is quite neurodiverse um, and isn't one to just follow along. Mm -hmm. (laughs) He is going to speak up. Mm -hmm. And because of that, you see these challenges. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Still haven't ever had any behavioral issues with him at school. Um, But anytime there's like a teacher conference about performance or anything like that, you go into it knowing you're going to have to tolerate some white people shit. Right. Yeah, almost having to educate them, if you will. Is it raining really hard? Is that the... It is, yeah. So this is, you know, I think just the... We can go from talking about hair to other things of conformity, right? Where I think the expectation Mm -hmm. is for the global majority to assimilate. And it's constant assimilation for everything. Um, So you talk about with our daughter versus with our son. And he... I don't, he, he's not going to fit into that box like ever. That's just not how he rolls. And so it's going to be an added layer of like, I think things that are become, that could potentially be problematic for him, regardless, mm-hmm. no matter where he goes, um, he's just going to be looked at differently, so potentially that, be a threat. Where did our daughter get this ability to navigate? So is that from you? Maybe. But she is also willing to say she didn't think something isn't right, especially with it's something that's mm-hmm. race related. She will speak up. Um, and I think people are often surprised by that. Like she will not let people um, take advantage of her if she thinks that something isn't right. Um, I don't know how you have, you know, I remember when she was in second and third grade that they would have political conversations at school, which is bizarre to me that you have little kids having those conversations. But she would be like, yeah, I don't, you know. Um, they talked about LGBTQ rights, I think, one time in her school. Mm-hmm. And she was very much about like, you know, I think that people of the same sex should be able to get married. Um, so, yeah, she, she's able to navigate those two things really well. It was when she started uh, quoting Huey Newton that we started getting letters home. Yeah. But this is another thing, right? So you have these organizations like the Black Panther Party that come out and say, we can't conform. Mm-hmm. We are going to start caring for our own. We're going to start these summer food programs because you all have economically disadvantaged us. We're going to care for our communities. And the FBI is like, put them on a watch list. Mm-hmm. Look suspicious. And so white people hate any kind of black autonomy. Mm-hmm. And so when black people uh, you know, have a thriving community, what do they do? Start yep. a riot. Right. Yep. And so they say, okay, I see this is in a 1921 Tulsa or 1920 Tulsa or in North Carolina and Wilmington back mm-hmm. in 1898. Like anytime you have these kind of thriving black communities, they either start rats to then kill off all the black political leaders. Or as we saw in the 1950s and 1960s, they redline the fuck out of these neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. They build freeways to these neighborhoods or they flood them by building dams and saying, this is social progress. These white people need somewhere to drive their boats. So, you know, back to this young man. So he cuts his locks off, right? Let's Wait, just say I, he, I was on a roll there. So let's just say he cuts his locks off and he goes back to school. Then it's like, what's the next thing? Mm-hmm. You know, oh, you can't wear Jordans to school now mm-hmm. because those, you know, represent whatever. Or you can't wear a hoodie to school, which they probably can't wear hoodies to school in Texas. Mm-hmm. You know, because that represents, like, it's, like you said, it's literally never ending. Ever. So I applaud people like him, people like Colin Kaepernick. Mm-hmm. Who just say, enough's enough. Mm-hmm. We have to be able to show up as our authentic selves. 
You know, and I was thinking about like, is he in school versus is he not in school? But I would like, yeah, I'm not going to pull in because the parents, I'm sure, you know, like we can put him in a different school or whatever. But like, no, y'all are going to like, you're going to make this work. We're going to, you know, we're not going to cut his hair. And he's getting one hell of an education in how to navigate white people Mm -hmm. and just the injustice of dealing with white people. That's wild. I mean, you've gone very quiet. Because, again, it's like that same thing. I, I don't know. I don't know what if there's a lot of solutions to me. It seems like a control move. And I don't know if they're even as uncomfortable as they say they are with this stuff. It's just like we're going to tell them what to do. Don't you think it's all calculated, though? Like, don't you think the superintendent mm-hmm. is looking up at the governor like Greg Abbott, who's also like just loves these white supremacist policies? But he's policies. on this whole oh. thing with what the, the border and mm-hmm. the— but That's what I mean. And yeah. the superintendent's like, if I make this bold statement— They're going to love me and move me up in the political chain. I feel like they, yeah, that's the thing. I feel like they don't give a f***, period. Like, I don't think they care care how you do it. I think what they do is they rile people who don't know any better up. They're like, look, this is challenging, you know, polite society. This is challenging Mm -hmm. society. It was so much better back in the day, even though they never say how it was better. They say it was. And these people's lives are shit shows now. So they're like, oh, my, my life used to be better. Okay, I believe it because it sucks now. And then they'd give them reasons why. And so it's like, oh, it's these minorities. They're doing this. They're doing that. You got this border problem. It's like, you don't have a single minority in your town. Why are you worried about the border? Mm-hmm. But they have something to direct all their, I don't know, lack of accountability towards. And now they're looking at all these things. It's like, this is what's wrong with society. And half of them talk like that. They say, this is what's wrong with society. And they don't look inward ever. And so, yeah, that's why I think the list is never ending because they always need a scapegoat. And you see atrocities throughout all of history where you get a strong leader that they get their strength from terrifying their masses and from telling them it's this other group. And yeah, so. So what do you think the two of you can share Let's say there's a couple out there called Karen and Chad who are, <laughs> of course. who are raising their own child and a kid at their school gets sent home for wearing locks mm-hmm. and Karen and Chad are thinking, well, that kind of makes sense. You know, you've got to have your hair close cropped. Mm-hmm. What do you say to them to help them understand just how dastardly and... Uh, well, uh, my first question is, what's the threat? Yep. Why are you worried? Yeah. What, what well, because is, everyone needs to look the same. Well, all, That's my well, Karen voice. Okay, well, white people... Everyone needs to look the same, Jamisa. I've seen a white man wear their hair past their shoulders, down their back. Mm-hmm. And white people tried to control that in the 60s, right? Mm-hmm. These long-haired hippies. A white man with the, the man bun. Mm-hmm. Well, that should be outlawed. <laughs> I think we can all agree on that. Yeah. So right. then, if this is happening, what's the threat? Like, black people... So this, this, boy, this young man chooses to wear his hair... And locks, and because mm-hmm. they're locks, and they're weighted, they're just going to flow down his back. And what's the problem with that? So let's go back to the movie Birth of a Nation. Came out, I mean, you can fact check me on this, maybe 1916. And was shown, it was the first movie ever shown in the White House. Mm-hmm. 1915. All right, Woodrow Wilson, was it? I mean, he's going to do a quick fact check. But anyway, the president at the time, I think it was Woodrow Wilson said, man, what a great movie. Now, the movie itself, I recommend people go back and watch it. Just watch it in parts because it's too overwhelming mm-hmm, to watch. It is. Good job, Ben. Ben's killing it. Well, thank you. Yeah, thank there you. you go. Woodrow Wilson. And um, it depicts black people as these monsters mm-hmm. hungry to eat and to attack white women. Mm-hmm. Now, who protects 
these poor white women? The KKK. So that's what the premise of this mm-hmm. movie is. Is the KKK coming in to protect these poor white women from these monstrous black people? And so white people grow up in this fear of blackness that is white then, people? Mm-hmm. Okay. That is then symbolized through black people engaging in any kind of natural expression. Yep. Mm. That's how fragile we are mm-hmm. as a culture. So then to go into like an all black neighborhood or go to a black meal like at our mm-hmm. house or something, like with my family, with terror, like they'd mm-hmm. probably be short of having a heart attack. Especially if they can't play any spades. <laughs> no, oh my God. Could you imagine a white person walking up to our family house and they're playing spades? But, but they might, they were like, oh my gosh, I gotta leave now. <laughs> Call the police, they're playing spades. And let's take this a step further. So they see George Floyd getting mm-hmm. killed by a white police officer. And I think most white people, their first reaction is, thank you for keeping us safe. And so offices like that are so confused because they've grown up in this culture. They've been trained in this culture. Mm -hmm. And then they're suddenly being held accountable. Mm -hmm. Or the fact that they grew up in that culture, right, that Mm -hmm. you're talking about. And that is the bubble that they live their lives in. And then they go to become police officers. And then the, the, you know, I don't know, rookie cop, we're going to send them to the minority neighborhoods. Mm -hmm. And they are going in with their beliefs about black, about not just black people, just minorities. And we can go to police came out of the slave patrols. Mm -hmm. It came out of this movement Mm -hmm. to control black bodies. Mm hmm. And so this is what shapes these things. This is why when people say defund the police, they're not saying get rid of police. They're saying, let's build a new police force that isn't based in slavery. Mm-hmm. I think this is where people get it all out of whack. I'm done for today. I'm on a roll. <laughs> yeah, you're kind of killing it. Um, Thanks, I mean, Thanks for the positive feedback. It, I can't get any from my wife. Anyways, anywho. Uh, by the way, I mean, if you could just <laughs> tell me that I've been amazing in the bedroom recently, that would oh. also be appreciated. <laughs> You're such an idiot. The, the webcam stream cut off. I wasn't able to see the moves. <laughs> Other feedback I've yet to receive from my wife. <laughs> Anyways, so moving on. So, I mean, you were, um, you mentioned about Palestine. Yeah, doesn't it kind of remind you the way they're, they're, well, the way they tried to initially talk about this thing with the children of the light and the children of the mm-hmm. dark and how they painted that out. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why it hit from the river. Yeah. Yeah. And when, when the Palestinians use from the river to the sea, it's a genocidal chant. When they use mm-hmm. it, it's a, a freedom of expression and them liberating themselves from, I don't even know what at this point. Yeah. So let's take this uh, yeah, further. But we, I want to um, I want to say this real quick. But about um, one of the journalists, um, Motaz, mm-hmm. um, left, and um, is in Qatar, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. And I forget what BS actress. Uh, I think she put up an Instagram mm-hmm. post saying, "Oh, the journalist in quotations um, decided that he was going to leave." Like, like what? Which actress said this? And she put on that, oh, I guess he just decided he couldn't take it anymore. Like, yeah, if he was able to leave, like, what the f*** do you want him to stay? Yeah, he was able to escape. I think his, uh, I don't know if his family was able to leave with him. But one, his life had been under threat numerous times. Yeah, if he can, if he's able to evacuate, evacuate. So what would you rather him do? Stay there and perish. So this morning, I mean, I woke up looking like a god as i do per use and um 
stepped out the shower <laughs> after. I have no idea where this is going. I don't know what he's talking about. <laughs> after washing this godlike body. Oh my god! And I happened to uh, check my phone, and the mother of Niani Finlayson had sent me a video. Now, for our listeners, just to recap, Niani Finlayson was the um, woman who called the police when an ex was committing domestic violence on her. Mm-hmm. The police show up. She's got a knife in her hand because she's being assaulted. And they automatically open up. You can watch the video. They open fire. I think it's within two seconds of coming through the front door and kill her. So Niani's mom sent me this video about this white lady who had repeatedly stabbed someone to death and was just given community service for that offense because the judge felt like because she was high on marijuana, this was a marijuana-induced psychosis. And so can you imagine what this mom's processing? No. But once again, we talk about how we care for black bodies versus white bodies. And this dissonance, like this black body doesn't have value. Versus this white body needs to be cared for and rehabilitated, whether it's opiates versus crack, whatever it is, mm-hmm. there's always this double standard of how we care and give value to things. It's so in your face, too. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And I it's think, a constant dehumanizing, right, mm-hmm. of brown skin people. That's so crazy. And I think that's why... You and I, Jimmy, so probably so hurt by people like Tim Scott mm-hmm. stepping up and co-signing mm-hmm. and saying none of this exists, or Nikki Haley being like, racism doesn't exist in America, and she had to change her own name to be accepted. It is, the, but it is. I think it's the minimizing, it's the dehumanizing. Like, oh, this black woman isn't her life isn't worthy, and and Tim Scott knows Nikki Haley like they're mm-hmm. from the same state where she I was think governor they were, I think they have been she like, appointed him didn't yeah, she I think they were friends mm-hmm. and he's standing there watching Donald Trump make fun of Nikki Haley another a minority and what does he say when he interrupts I Donald love, Trump because we love it's not you. that I don't like her it's that I love you Someone had uh, put a post up on social media and they were was we talking about dehumanizing it made me think about Palestine Excuse me. And they're like, you know, if there were, I think, is it 30,000 people now close mm-hmm. to it that have been uh, martyred? And they're like, if it was even at the point when it was 10,000, it's like, if it was 10,000 dogs or 10,000 cats, it would be a complete outcry. Yep. Like, it would be, everything would stop if it was animal, like a dog, someone's pet that had been harmed, but it's people, but it's people that are brown. And it's like, uh, whatever, we'll, we'll let that count go up, you know. 20 more thousand. That's so I've been thinking about that a lot lately. I think they associate innocence with themselves and mm. animals, and that's it. Mm-hmm. They can't see us as innocent. They can't understand. They can't grasp it. They it, Even we see in the U.S., if a black person gets assaulted by a cop or killed even, they say, well, what did they do? How mm-hmm. were they talking to the police officer? Mm-hmm. Were they fighting the police officer? All this stuff to justify it, right? Mm-hmm. And like Ben just shared, this lady stabbed somebody to death and they're like well you have to look at it from her perspective Mm -hmm. like she gets that benefit of the doubt Mm -hmm. she's an innocent human being Mm -hmm. dogs get this benefit of the doubt that they're in it which they are obviously Mm -hmm. but a palestinian kid they're gonna grow up to be hamas Mm -hmm. obviously so you know even if they die 
So like the purity is the same. It goes yeah. back to like the Nazi thing, right? Like yep. how they wanted to just have one race of people. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think, and I feel like I could be wrong, but I, I feel like there's regression. Like I, I, I feel like we have gone, God, like what forty? Yeah. They're trying. People are trying to push us back. Um, I don't know, 50 or 60 years from where we are now. So though there are advantage, I mean, we've definitely have made numerous advances techn- techn- uh, techn- tech- with tech, I can't even say the word, and all these other things. But in terms of human beings, human rights, we are regressing. It's possible. That's, that's, my, that's my thoughts. And maybe it's just the U.S. Maybe mm-hmm. other places it's different. Um, but I take that back because, I mean, based on what you said with France and they won't allow. Um, Maybe wimp- countries that oh. aren't run by white people. Maybe. Well, France even, it's not even just the way they look. They're like, we can't have non-pork options on the lunch menu because we have Muslims here. If they want to eat non-pork, they should go to a Muslim school and blah, blah, blah. Like, what is that going to hurt them to right. not offer pork or pork substitutes? So, yeah, I don't know. Uh I was initially optimistic when everyone on social media was sharing these videos and whatever. I was like, surely now everyone's going to see. And for some reason, it's see plateaued about. Uh, about, you know, this Israel-Palestine mm-hmm. thing being a human rights issue mm-hmm. more than anything else. But then I feel like it plateaued and now the people have chosen their sides and now it doesn't matter what you share, what you show mm-hmm. them. People just pick their sides. I think no one is, there's no changing of mm-hmm. the mind for anyone. It's done. So once we pass that 10,000 mark, some people were moved, some people weren't. And mm-hmm. now that 10,000 can become 1 million for exactly. all we know. And they're not going to change their mind. No. So going back to previous lessons we've talked about in this podcast, people are now in a position that they feel reflects their identity well. Yep. And so they're maintaining that to protect their sense of identity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But is there's nothing's moving. You know, like um, South Africa, I think the, the verdict, if you will, is supposed to occur when? Is it today or tomorrow? Or has it already happened for the IOS? I'm not sure. Um, but it, I don't think it's going to matter. Mm-mm. No, I think nothing about this. Like it is not going to change. Nothing's going to. It doesn't matter what they say because, like, Israel is not going to do anything. No other government is going to force them to. Hell, we're bombing um, Yemen. Yemen because of money. Yep. It'll be interesting when the Nobel prizes come out this year. How many of them reflect? this amazing piece work these journalists have done in Gaza mm-hmm. of just helping the world see what was really happening there. Have you seen the ITV thing today? Mm-mm. So ITV is a big channel in England and they were videotaping. Um, and now the ITV's videotaped it. People are like, Oh, mm-hmm. I'm paying attention. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they were videotaping these four Palestinian men with white flags walking to go retrieve someone who was injured. And the Israeli army just starts opening fire on them and kills one of them dead. Wow. And so the ITV's like, maybe there is a problem here. No, Sherlock. I mean, good God. How many more people? They, I think I saw today that um, they were talking about just hunger. Like there, there's no, let me back up even for food. There's no functioning hospital anymore in Gaza. They bombed them all. Yeah. Was it 39 hospitals now yeah. gone? Something like that. It started with we didn't bomb that one to we bombed every single one of them. Every single and almost one like of a them. brag, right? Yeah. yeah. Like I think it was a doctor a couple of weeks ago. He said he had to amputate his daughter's leg in his house with no, no anesthesia. No, there's videotape of it. Is it really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Of him talking about it and saying I'm about to amputate my daughter's leg without anesthesia. Yeah. 
And people don't understand the perspective of this. This is like if you have one murderer in your small town and they kill your entire town. Like this is the mm-hmm. the scale that they're working with. Like this terrorist group, yeah, they're they're a terrorist group. We shouldn't, you know, uh, we should condemn army, what they've right? done and mm-hmm. all that stuff. But it's a minute percentage of the population. Mm-hmm. So to wipe out the entire population is an overreaction to say the least. So let's reflect on another area of whiteness. I think a lot of white people would have stopped listening to this show today already. Because I think another aspect of whiteness is they can only tolerate so much negativity, mm-hmm. what they consider negativity. And so they're always waiting for like the positive message at the end. And here's where there's hope. <laughs> and here's what. And I think people, the global majority, tend to be more like, yeah, we're used to living without that. Mm-hmm. We build our own hope internally. Mm-hmm. And this- but white people want the Disney ending. And this is why, when we going back to politics, this is why I think you have some white liberals who are freaking the f- out because they're like, oh my goodness, we ha- like every we got to rally around Biden and we got to vote for him because what's going to happen if Trump gets back in office? Yeah, you are likely going to like you're gonna you're gonna feel it, and I think they are afraid of the discomfort that, as you say, the global majority like. We, it's it's what we we've always been living through, and I don't think they want to deal with that. It's the same thing with Palestine. Like, I just need to turn TV off. Yep, exactly. I've talked about this too much. Can you stop? Sh- oh, I got that one. Uh, that one on my Twitter. Can you stop sharing this? I keep seeing your posts, and I'm gonna have to mute you because it's ruining my days. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> or as you'll often see in the show of a TikTok channel I have, in the comments they'll say, you know, talking about this just makes it worse. Yep. Oh, yeah, like you talking about it is going to do what? It's going to cause Anna to act out even more? Like, it it just, it baffles me. I think just, like you said, the absolute caucasity of it all. So why don't we end today's show, instead of on a high note, why don't we end it as a challenge to white people to not need a high note? To sit there and to Mm -hmm. experience this sadness and this pain without needing something comforting. And to really recognize that that's the experience of people at the global majority daily. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then for some white dude to come along after you've experienced all that pain and be like, well, you deserved it. Because I see on your record, 40 years ago, you won't shoplift a packet of pears. So therefore, they're justified in killing you. Mm-hmm. I agree. I mean, and it's so it's so crazy because it's like normalized. I think for are you um, gonna just keep interrupting me this whole show? I think for me, and it, like you just kind of like, oh yeah, this is messed up, and don't know what else to do about it. And those of you who are fixing to run away tonight, do not tell <laughs> Dad. Oh my goodness! What time you're leaving? Oh my gosh, we have got to have Deb call in or come because that might have. Like, Maybe I next think we week we'll have Deb on the show. More She's context around that. Do no, we have she, another microphone. I mean, oh, there's no. Yeah, I mean, who knows if it she works, can't but. fight the allegation. She said it. Like we have had conversations since then about the fact that she said that she would rat me out if I was trying to run she away. She also said she would be working closer to the house than Jamisa. She did. Because we were talking about, oh, let's not do that. Because we're going to get kicked off. Yeah, we're going to get kicked off the, 
whatever streaming platform we're on right now. So join us next week. We'll see if Miss Deb wants to join us. We just won't tell her what time we begin. <laughs> whatever. Have a good week, everyone. Bye.